previously on Fate Reforged. Everybody um, who is breaking doors and windows. We take down every wall in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Just every, house every entrance, like every window uh, broken. <laughs> everything you but want the to... door used. Before you do anything else, before you make any other foolish decisions and compromise the information, what are you doing here? I don't recognize you. Are you new? I punch him in the face. Uh, oh my god, it's one. a murder robot! And so our intrepid <laughs> heroes venture up Braven Ridge. What mysteries will they find? Uh, Aegon has this cool, like, party glow stick he's got in his hand. Doom, 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 doom. Um, kind of waves it around a little bit. I regret it, I break the stick. Well, those night sticks! How'd you get those? I think I've seen these maps before. I've seen these pathways before. They found a way inside. There are fires all over the town of Braven. Welcome back. Last time, our adventurers had quite a thrilling day. After having successfully staked out the mausoleum of heroes, they encountered a culprit who was attempting to get closer and uh, potentially break in. Having successfully scared it off with one of Cypress's animal friends, they followed him to a nearby farmhouse where he had taken shelter. Skipping ahead a few minutes, the team had bravely decided to step in and try and rescue the farm family that was now held hostage. Breaking all the windows and doors, 80s action movie style, they were able to apprehend the culprit and upon questioning learned that he and his cult were up on Braven Ridge. Wasting no time, the crew, Sans Vabril, went up to the ridge and investigated the area that uh, the culprit, who they had apprehended previously, indicated. Inside, they found a map. After, after dealing with all the defenders, they found a map that contained what the crew that found it assumed was the plans. Their whole mastermind, their whole reason for being here in Braven... They found a map with an entry noted into the secret tunnels underneath the town. And putting the pieces together, they discovered that this cult has found their way in to whatever it is that they're looking for inside the mausoleum. Hurrying back outside the cave that they were in, they rushed up to the edge of the ridge and looked down into the valley below where they saw that their hometown of Braven was on fire. And now I'd like the scene to cut, and it says, 
15 minutes earlier. Uh, Vabril, you successfully head back to town after the interview with the culprit back at the farmhouse. You are there informing the town guard that uh, of what happened, you said. Okay, look, we found uh, this guy. He was here, and then you uh, told him about how you apprehended him, and uh, all the guards were relieved. Oh, man, that's awesome, Vibril. Great job. Uh, what are you going to do now? Vibril <clears throat> mm. chooses to um, head towards to find the mayor to um, kind of inform her about what happened. Okay, yeah. So you're going to go see the mayor. Uh, on your way uh, there, roll a perception check for me. Okay. Oh, wow. Ten. Come on. Ten. Okay, you are walking through one of the uh, back alleys in Braven, uh, right next to one of the wells that is there. And as you are making your way, uh, you just hear a noise coming from the well. Robro chooses to um, slowly and carefully uh, approach the well. Um to check it out, see what's in there. Okay. You hear uh, the same sound. It's coming. It sounds like it's coming from really far down. Um, and it sounds kind of like a... And that's all. Hmm. Um... Vibril takes a look around to see if anyone is around. Um, is anyone close by? Uh, there's a few people. So by now it is uh, a little after sunset. So there's people coming and kind of going. Uh, a lot of uh, the main day's traffic has ceased. But there's, yeah, there's a few people around. Okay. Um, can can Vibril, can I... Can I put together what that sounds like? Is it a sound I'm familiar with? Is it a sound I would I would know? No. And as you're sitting there kind of or standing there next to the well, kind of pondering, like, what is that sound? Uh, you are kind of roughly pushed aside a little bit, uh, not like pushed down, but just kind of pushed out of the way as um, a half elf kind of comes up beside you and says, all right, stand aside. We're here with the Adventurers League. We are here to deal with whatever is causing that issue down below. All right, crew, let's go. This is the well. You see a half-elf, a tabaxi, a elf, and a halfling. All kind of get their climbing gear, and they start climbing down into the well. Um, I will let them go um, and follow behind them, but much more on a um, delayed um, 
I guess you could say delay time. Okay, how long are you gonna wait? Oh, not that long. So my thing is as they as they go down about let's say a minute or two, trying to follow after them. Okay, so yeah, they, they kind of tie their ropes, their grapple hooks and stuff to the well uh, outpost kind of brick area around there. And you're, you're kind of counting like, that's really mysterious. It's kind of strange. Um, when all of a sudden you're, you grab the rope and you're, you're kind of like getting set to go down. You're in that repeller stance. And all of a sudden you hear, fire! And you glance up and... Towards the southwest side of town, you see that one of the buildings down there is just engulfed in flames. I turn around and completely uh, run towards the the screen, the fire, um, and the building. Okay, yeah. So you you book it. You abandon the well idea, and now you are kind of running exactly to where the fire is. Uh, go ahead and make a... Uh, strength saving throw as people are uh, they're running around to a, to a different well that was on the other side closer to the buildings and now they are passing buckets of, of water back and forth go ahead and make a strength saving throw for me okay, strength. Nice. I'm in it. oh my goodness <laughs> seven what is happening today well, the water buckets are kind of slippery, and it, it doesn't really uh, matter, though, because as, as you kind of slip and fall on the wet cobblestones, you are uh, sitting there trying to get back up, like, oh, come on, this is terrible, I got to do something. Um, and you notice off the corner of your eye, there's another fire over towards the west on your right, um, back on the other side of the hill, there is another one. So there's a fire down here in the south section and then now in the west there has another fire that started spreaded um i try to help with the the first fire that the first building where i was headed towards um, okay i try to get back on my feet and do whatever i can to help put out the fire all right excellent I'm going to need you to make another perception check. All right, perception. So that is not that great perception. That's two. Sixteen. Sixteen. With a sixteen, you see something strange. It catches your eye. You see, in in the midst of your hurrying and you're passing water bucket after water bucket, you, you catch a glimpse of a shadowy figure moving away from town. I, um, I pull out of the, the line of help and I, um, I follow the shadow figure. Okay. You are trying to follow this person stealthily. <laughs> No, I'm sure I'm not. Um, I am booking it. Um, I'm actually I'm, I'm running towards a shadow figure trying to figure out because trying to put one and two together. Shadow figure fire. Um, I want to see what, what 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 the shadow figure is or what he was up to. So, um, nope, 
I'm, I'm, I'm running after him as fast as I can. So you pursue. You are running now between the houses here in Braven. There's smoke over there, over your head. There is fire uh, all over town, essentially, what it looks like. You pursue and you come up to the edge of town and you look left, you look kind of right. You see that this one shadowy figure has headed towards the farmhouse down in the southeast quarter of town. It is running straight towards it. And by the time you actually clock it, he has kind of come around the house now and he is disappeared from sight. All right. As I get closer, so I follow him to the farm house, and as I get closer, I start to slow down and be very cautious. All right. Roll me a stealth check. Mm. All right. That would be a disadvantage. Why would it be a disadvantage? Uh, Because of your armor? Yes, sir. All right. Then roll it a disadvantage. Give me 2d20 and take the lower number. Wow. Eight. This is horrible. With an eight, you don't feel confident that you are as sneaky and as quiet as some of your other friends are. You do hear sounds coming from inside. It is quiet. It's kind of muffled. You don't hear any distinct voices or any talking What are you going to do? Rebril is going to try um, try to peek through the window to see if see if we could see anything going on inside. All right. Give me one perception check, if you please. Oh my goodness. Oh, a three. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Unable to kind of make out any voices, you or figures through the window, because it's very dark inside. You're kind you are sitting there and you are looking at what you think is an empty house. Whoever this was must have found a back entrance or is in a back room. But you can't see anything inside or hear anything. All right. Um, I'm going to knock on the door. See if I get a response. If no one answers, I'm actually going to break in. Sure. Yeah. So you knock. Nothing happens. You knock again. There's no response. I kick down the door. All right. Roll the strength check for me. Look. Something needs to change right now. Look, you want to kick down the door? It's going to take a strength check. No, yeah, I'm just saying. I need to roll. Better. I need to roll better, <laughs> man. All right. Ten. Ten. I'll say with a ten, it takes you a few tries, but you successfully knock down this door. You see inside that it looks abandoned 
despite this farmhouse being here and being so close to town, it looks like no one has lived in this space in a few weeks. There's dishes that haven't been washed. There are uh, pots and pans and other household items kind of strewn about and it's disheveled. Okay. Um, I'm going to roll a perception check to see if I can um, find any clues to uh, the shadow figure, um, I guess, coming in and and heading out, like trying to find clues about the shadow figure, if he left anything behind, anything that kind of sticks out of the open. Okay. That would be right. investigation then. Okay. Since you are actively looking for clues. All right. That would be a 16. A 16. <clears throat> you find that... Though a lot of the house is covered with dust and it's kind of disheveled, there's a uh, a bed that has recently been pushed aside to one side of one of the rooms. And underneath the bed, there is a rug that looks out of place. All right. Um, I'm going to move that rug aside. To see what's underneath. Well, the rug was already moved aside, so the rug's got one on you right now. Okay. Um, let's see. So the rug is out of place. So do I see some kind of a door or some kind of an entrance or some kind of a... With your 16... I will say you notice that there are parts of the floorboard that don't quite align with the rest. All right. I am going to check it out. I'm actually going to knock on it um, and see if I can, I guess, pull it out, remove it. You knock on the wood and it says, who's there? (laughs) Just kidding. You knock on the wood and it does sound different than the other floorboards around you. All right. Sweet. So um, I am going to, I guess at this time, I'm actually going to take out my sword and um, just break it, just cut through it, just hack at it, and uh, just break it down, try to see what's underneath. Sure. It is a hidden floorboard hatch that has like 4 HP, so I'm assuming it doesn't take very long. However, it is very noisy the crunching and breaking of wooden boards, you clear out the rubble and you see that there is indeed a passageway leading down underground. Okay. I am going to follow that passageway. I'll enter. Okay. You enter this passageway and it's a while. You start going down and you think to yourself, okay, whoever this is, must be hiding somewhere around here, right? There's probably just a basement. And you do reach what would be like a storage basement if this was a regular house. However, the storage basement has no fourth wall. It just goes on and on into the darkness. Okay. 
Um, can I pick up the torch um, and use that to move forward? You, well, you got ahead of me there. We are now about 10 minutes into this tunnel and you come across a light source on the wall. Someone has indeed placed a torch on the wall recently and there is the sound of running water coming up from ahead of you. Okay. I am going to cautiously um, pick up the torch uh, pull out my sword and walk towards the sound of that water. Sure enough, you find a stream coming down from the direction that you are coming, that you are going towards. You are carrying this torch with you, so we will say that you are brightly lighting up the area around you. And you hear that same sound that you heard earlier. Mm. Um, I keep pressing forward. Okay. As you near the area of the tunnel that kind of opens up you now see that there is a underground stream not quite big enough to be a river but there is significant water coming down from another further on section and you are now at this big open chasm you hear the rushing of water you hear actually you hear footsteps in the water swish push 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 from further on up ahead. And we're going to go ahead and move you up on the map. For those of you who are not watching us on Roll20, there is, uh, which is everybody except for me and Josh. All right, so you get up here to this main chamber and you hear the sound of rushing water and a few more of those clicks. Um, I am going to let out a loud, um, I guess, voice. Um, who goes there? So you shout out into the darkness. <laughs> you are answered. By the sight of a gigantic web shooting at you from out of the darkness. Which hits you, and now you are restrained. You are completely enveloped in this web that has come out of nowhere. Okay. So you have the restrained condition. What are you going to do? I'm going to try to break out of it as quickly right. as I can. Give me a DC 11 strength check. This isn't a saving throw. This is a strength check. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right. 
Hey, 19, baby. Sure enough, you rip out of the webbing. <laughs> and then you you hold your torch up and you are, f- I'm assuming you're frantically looking around for whatever it is that this webbing came from. Yes. However, a second one hits you from a different direction. You are entangled again. You are restrained. Oh, this crap has to stop. I'm going to try to break out of it again. All right. Go ahead and roll another strength check. That is a seven. So you are still restrained. You feel this gigantic thumping come from behind you and you turn around and this lumbering hulk on two legs, two arms and a spider's mouth stands there (laughs) running up to you. Does a 16 beat your armor class? No, it does not. Okay. How about a 19? Yes, it does. So, quick question: If it's if it's equal, then it's a hit, right? Yes. So, if yeah. nineteen is your armor class, and I roll the nineteen, then it's that means that the attack goes through. Gotcha. Hits. Okay. Let me roll here. You take eleven points of damage. There is another one from the first direction that this web came from that runs up to you. Does so 18 doesn't hit. Yep, it does not. But that's a natural 20. <laughs> How many health points do you have? Um so after taking 11, I have Give me one second. I have 14. The last thing you see as darkness takes you is the sight of the one of these two creatures dragging you behind it as it ventures further back into the cave. Hey guys, it's John with Fate Reforged. This is episode 3 of our D&D 5e campaign. If you're liking what you're hearing, go ahead and subscribe, download, like, and share this podcast with your friends. Found wherever you listen to podcasts on all mobile devices. Stay tuned. And now we're back on Braven Ridge. The party is overlooking their hometown, seeming to be entirely engulfed in flames. What are you guys doing? Kiki runs. Milo books his tiny little legs down. Well, that's not good. Uh, hey, where's Fabril? Hey, Ed, you see him? Anywhere? I, I, I thought he was here at the front of the cave. I don't see him anywhere. Um, oh, I'm, I bet he's fighting those fires. We better go help him. Um, I would, That's something uh, he would do. Ian wants to do a quick check. Or do we have? Are there any horses or carts or anything to expedite our journey into town? You are on foot. 
at the top of a mountain range on a ridge in the dark. Um, so, yeah, and then we're going to go ahead and just run on down. <laughs> Got to use that sure. downward momentum. <laughs> all right. What, those what, of you. Who, what if we all don't... just get on Cypress and ride him down the hill like a sled? Hey. <laughs> oi, oi. Yeah, how tough. How... Cypress begins to run. <laughs> how tough is that Ironwood? <laughs> wow. If you guys want to do that, I'll just have Cypress roll constitution saving throws, and if he fails, he takes damage. No, but I do need to get commission <laughs> art for running. us as our and when we were characters as kids, riding Cypress down like a snow hill. That needs to be a commission yep. artwork. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, we're sorry, you guys have put on some weight. <laughs> running, running towards the the fiery town of Raven. Those of you who do not have dark vision will roll at disadvantage, but everybody make me a constitution or no a. Uh, a dexterity saving throw. Uh, we'll just call it a dexterity check because you are skillfully trying to navigate down a mountainside in the dark. Mm. So checks is just your modifier. No. Right. No you don't add your proficiency of... or anything. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, 12 for me and Milo. That's a 20 for Marilyn. What, what was the, the check again? Constitution, you said? Just a dexterity check. Oh, dex. Um, That's going to be a nine. A saving throw. 14 for A. Ouch. All right, those of you who got a 10 or below take four points of damage as you're running down the hill. Just tripping. Your ankle is like twinged. (laughs) I think, I that... think after the first time I fall, I produce flame. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> here we go. Then I run. Every six seconds, there's a little bleep. As bleep. Uh, Kiki is running down and hears her friends tripping, she's like, ah, oh, shit, and casts the light can- cantrip. But okay. yeah, she was works. 100% too focused to, like, notice. So produce flame. I, if I'm just holding it, I can actually hold it for 10 minutes. Um that's if I cast it, you know, I can do it every six seconds, but I okay. can just start sure. it. Sure. All right. Yeah, whatever. As we get closer into town, you see that a lot of the fires now have been kind of tampered. There are magicians and people who know how to control flames inside the town. And obviously they went to the worst spots. But as you get closer into town, you do notice that all of the fires seem to be on the opposite side of town as the cathedral. You notice that all of them are along the south and west and northwest sides of town. Kiki... It's a trap. She runs to the Twin Moons, to the apothecary and fortune-telling shop. Okay, so you run home? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You said it, it started looking like they were starting to get a hang on the fires? Yes. Okay. Uh, in that case, um, we know that there's some sort of underground entrance that they were going to pop out. Was it coming up like out of the cathedral or um, where could we tell where on their map it was going to pop up for them? The underground passageway that was written onto the map showed that the main exit strategy or the whole main purpose of it was ending, yes, 
underneath where the cathedral should be, where the Hall of Heroes is. All right. Um, I suppose Cyprus would probably try to find where that would be. Go somewhere to try to find like an entrance. Uh, if the flames are looking under control, that's probably what he would focus on next. Okay. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the things that were lit afire were easily easily flammable things. Like there was a, a barn that was lit afire. There was a, a textile place. There was a clothing shop. Things that would immediately just kind of go up. It's not like this was somebody trying to I would say uh, even with a basic knowledge of of fires like you know like some fires burn hotter than others and some are quicker and with the map that you have and with a conclusion that you've drawn uh, you realize that these fires were targeting places to draw attention away from the mausoleum this feels like a diversion we need to head them off. Well, keep an eye out for Verbril, uh, and we'll... Uh, hi, Kiki! I don't know if I can still see her or not. She's gone. <laughs> All right. Milo, Ian, we've got to try to find these guys. If we can see Kiki or, or Verbril, we'll keep an eye out. But, uh... Let's try to get to the bottom of this. Marilyn, see if you can message Kiki if she can at least hear that. <clears throat> and draw to us. But yes, Cypress, you're right. Let's go to the mausoleum. I can never pronounce that word. The gravesite. I'll point my finger uh, to where Kiki ran off. We, we believe these are diversionary fires. They don't look too damaging. They don't look too big. We're heading to the mausoleum. Meet us there. I, I don't care if it's a diversion. If 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 the twin, I can't I can't lose. And then it cuts off. Kiki, you get home, and your house is perfectly fine. Your dad kind of comes in actually after you. You you run inside. Dad, dad. Uh, he comes after you. He's kind of covered in suit and he's been sweating. And he says. Oh, hasn't been a fire like that in quite the time. Dad, are you okay? And she's huh? like frantically like checking him over. You check him over. He's fine. He was obviously working, helping, putting out these fires. Where he were says, you? I was putting out the fires. What happened? Your nincompoop. <sighs> and Not she's... allowed to put out the fire at the neighbor's house? No, you doofus. You have to take care of yourself. How, how... And she's starting to kind of calm down now that she sees that her house and dad are okay. I just... Your dad, having lost the spark of life ever since your mom left, kind of nods and says, You're right, Kiki. I need to take care of myself a little better, uh... She, Maybe I'll just go eat some yogurt. <laughs> she grabs hold of his face and kind of like lightly slaps both of his cheeks and then like says, 
<sighs> Promise me. Promise me you won't do anything stupid. And she hugs him. Oh, you... You were it for your old man. That's very nice, but... I'll be okay. I'm always okay. She leans in and gives a kiss to his cheek and says, I've... I've got to go, but just have some, have some yogurt, be sure to breathe, and I don't know, go take a bath or something. You look nasty. <laughs> you look like you've seen quite a the lot. House, the house smells nasty. This is, there's, there's dirty plates everywhere. There's scraps of food left out. There's, it's a mess in here, but this is. How he's been recently. So are you going to head to the mausoleum now? Yeah. Um, she says, I'll I'll be back and we can... God, if the bakery's still up, we can go order some food for supper. I love you. Be safe. I'll be fine. I have yogurt. It's okay. I'll be fine. You go have... You go have fun with your bird friend or whatever. And she's uh, and with that, he he kind of shuts off, and he's in the fridge, looking for yogurt. Oh, I thought we had a key lime left. Uh. And she heads over to the mausoleum. Gathering all in front of the mausoleum, you guys are all standing there, sans fabril once again. What are you doing? Ian would like to investigate to see if there's been any forced entry. Or if he sees any of the trails, because he knows there was an underground tunnel that came in. So he's looking for any surrounding the mausoleum, any what looks like maybe sunken areas on the ground, or anything that would lead me to believe that there might be a tunnel passes somewhere else. I would like to help in the form of an action. All right, go ahead and roll an investigation check. Um, it is not his best. Uh, 11. Wait, wait, wait. 13 for the investigation. Because you, you have advantage because... Right, the other I one help. was a 1. <laughs> wow. You don't... You don't really see any signs of uh, imminent road collapse or anything like that. There are... The guards have definitely lessened, but there are still a few posted at the front door. Oh, man, I'm so glad those fires are, are getting died down. That was kind of scary. Cypress, uh, I we, think I don't see anything from the outside. Remember, there's a passage inside. They already may be inside. Right. Milo, you want to come with me? Talk to your cousins? Yeah. Uh, I uh, approach the guards. Hey, uh, we've got reason to believe there are, they could already be in there. We need to get in. Oh, oh, how could they get in here? Uh, uh, we've been standing here by the front door all night. Underground tunnels. Let's go, go, go. Underground tunnels? What? Uh, hold no. on, we got to get... Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, sure. So we'll say with your family connections, you easily are in... And you guys you guys rush in. Nice. You see that this is the Hall of Memorials, right? There are statues of uh, the, the heroes who have come before... Obviously, the main statue, the main attraction of this area is the Elon statue outside. You are in the Hall of Heroes, and there are 
just statues all over the place. There is the main exhibit of Elon. It has like a big plaque about all the things that he did, all the hero heroic things that he accomplished during his life. And then there is the the final paragraph that describes how he sacrificed his life at the Elysian Castle to save Cassian, the heir, the only remaining heir at the time. And there is a tomb, closed casket, kind of like, it's not super huge, but it is like the main prominent display here. Drew, can I do a quick run around, see if I see any, like, you know, open secret passageways or any disturbance or signs of something that wouldn't be kind of the norm? Sure. Roll a perception check. It's a 20 total. 20 total. You you look around. There's no signs of uh, statues being moved or anything that looks like there's new scrapes along the floor that haven't been there. Everything seems in good shape. So you're confident that it doesn't seem like there would be anything here. And the guards that are inside are like, see, I told you nobody's in here. It wouldn't be anything uh, important in here. Just a bunch of statues. I don't even know why they were trying to break in here in the first place. We cut Ian, your oh, map. Yeah, we cut to Cyprus looking for the map. Oh. Ian, are you going to show him the map? No. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> Here, and then he's. I always knew it would come to this. <laughs> uh, you're see it Everybody, roll initiative. You'll see Anne reach down into his satchel, pull out this this sort of binder that has scribblings, notes, and then multiple maps. And part of it is are pieces that he took from his dad's house, from where their original map of information as well. So he pulls it out. Shows it, lays it out for the entire team. So let's take a look at. All right, so DM, based off looking at their map, like their attack plan, and do is there anything that we can pull from that that could help us get a, a sense of what they were trying to do or where they were trying to pop up from? There are times when you are racking your brain and you're thinking like, okay, well, we're in the mausoleum. They're not here. They had a head start. Something is not right. This Something is weird. There is time when you think to yourself, like, maybe this was wrong. Maybe we got here first. Do we wait here? And then we'll say Aen is kind of pouring over the maps and you notice that the... The map that you got from on top of the ridge has a series of caves that it says, you know, go through these caves, come this way, the underground room Mm -hmm. is right through this wall. And you, you do notice that it seems like maybe there's some part of the mausoleum that isn't above ground and it clicks for you that 
they're underground right now. Mm-hmm. There's some kind of hidden room underneath that isn't a part of the main attraction. They're already there, probably. And that instinct kicks in where that primal fear of like, oh, no, we're too late. What are we doing? We got to do something. They're already here. They're already here beneath us, underneath the mausoleum. That's where the tunnels came through. We've got to look for uh, downstairs. Uh, do, do you see any latches, anything that's underneath? Guard, is there any way down? Down? What are you talking about? This, this any is maintenance, any is. storage, is there anything below us, any known floor? Um, I I don't know. I've never ever had to go down anywhere in here. There's only one floor as far as I know. Ian's going to want to investigate the room to see if he, or and everyone, look around, take a See what yeah, you can perceive. I'll help you. <laughs> All right. Jeez, these two dice are not being used. The rest of the, that was a one and a three. Those are those are no longer used nice. this session. Very uh, nice. Cypress, having already done a quick look around, I'm maybe going to see that you said there was like a big coffin or like a big uh, like crypt in there, Drew. Mm-hmm. I'll go oh, over and take bodies. a look at that. Because if there's no like you know, doors or nothing that the guards know about. It's going to be something hidden. So Cypress is going to start looking at things to see if there is something. He can find something that's more than meets the eye. So if I if I budge the coffin, does it move much at all? Or, you know... The lid anything? of the coffin opens up. And it's empty inside. The guards are kind of like, oh, I, I don't think you should do that. Um... Oh, it's empty. I was expecting like some bones or something. It's what if you go get the mayor? Uh, the mayor, right. I'm on it. Uh, and one of them jumps out. So weird. You guys put, thing, put them in boxes, not just in the ground. Uh, is there anything else, like any other thing that I see inside this box? It yeah, I want to inspect, have like a path inspect the crypt. No, it's a solid stone crypt. And... We'll say for the sake of time, you guys have rolled high enough to where if you found if you were to find something, you would have probably found it by now. There is, you know, just about every corner you have overturned. And with the feeling of hopelessness of like, okay, well, what do we do? You guys all kind of walk outside and you are standing there in the town square. Um the halfling guard who ran out comes back. Sorry, Milo. I, I couldn't find her. She's she's not here. The um, uh, at least uh, she wasn't at her house. She might be busy helping with one of the fires somewhere else. Um, I'm sorry. I let you down. I am. You guys. It, you guys all hear this something coming from the well nearby there is a shout and a screech of some kind of non humanoid creature coming from it sounds like the square right next door but then as soon as you run in you realize that these sounds are coming from the well cypress jumps down jump is just jumps down you gonna grab the ropes or anything I was that's about there to say. 
<laughs> I'll try to like I'll put my arms out, you know, and like <laughs> like put down, but I'm trying to get wall. down quickly. <laughs> um, so I'll take minimum precautions to slow myself, but just getting down quickly is is what I am going for here. Okay, you 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 slide down just with your arms and legs kind of extended, and you see that there is a opening in the well wall that is about I'd say about three feet high about two feet wide and inside you can hear the sound of some kind of engagement there is battle cries there is a screech there is cries of pain oh I I hear something you guys might want to come down here I'll start lowering people down yeah Kiki takes hold of the rope and starts like quickly scaling down as Milo uh, maneuvers downwards, he's asking Anne, do the aqueducts connect to the spot, the underground tunnels on the map? Would Anne know that, or do I need to roll for that? Yeah, roll an intelligence check. 18. 18. With an 18, you definitely have mentally aligned the two maps in your head, and you think this well right here, uh, yeah, that's exactly where the caves uh, intersect. He relates that information. They should intersect right down here. We should be able to go straight down. We just got to get down there quick. On character, how much time has passed since they were up on Raven Ridge? I'd say maybe about 30 minutes. You guys booked it, and then you went to the mausoleum. You were looking around. You did a lot of investigation, which took about maybe eight to ten minutes. I'm doing a mage hour check. That's basically it. How okay. my mage armor is still intact because it's eight hours. So we are good. Sure. You guys all have this moment where you, you crawl through this tunnel, um, and now the sounds of battle have died out and you hear a you are all kind of standing in this entryway to it's a tunnel that you know cypress especially has to has to bend down but now you are standing in this entryway of this tunnel is that a sound i would recognize dm you have lived in the forest your entire life since awakening and you have never heard something like this you've heard the clicks of rhino beetles of spiders of all of those various things and it gives off a faint kind of insectoid sound to it oh that's weird i guess we go check it out everybody eyes up i light a torch And I'll have a produce flame up. Okay, so let me go ahead and do that produce flame. You are going to continually have it, right? Uh, yep. All right. And I guess Kiki will throw in her light cantrip too. Light it up. No point being stealthy here. Question for for those using can't uh, the light kin trip, since Cyprus is also 
this automaton could Kiki hypothetically just touch Cypress and like like you're now glowing. Cypress is now glowing. In theory, that could work. Yeah. Just a thought. Let, let y'all play just cast fairy fire on yourself. Because <laughs> with light, you have to touch an object to make. Yeah, that's have why I like picked up a stick. I mean, it's an object. I'm not. I'm not an object. <laughs> I'm a creature. Thank you very much. I object. I object. I'm not an object. I'm a creature. That's why, like, the last time Aen picked up his stick and, to do it, because he has to touch an object. Ah, if you want to put light on my shield, fine. That's right. My shield's an object. I'm a creature. Warforge writes. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Cypress says creature writes. Yo, don't be anti-Warforged, Kiki. What? I I had no part in this. <laughs> that was all Aen. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Um, if we play the record back, this was all out of character that I was. This asking was all John, this. yeah. <laughs> Why you got to do him like that, John? John may be a little. I don't know what John's history is with Warford, so I can't talk about that. <laughs> and smooth sailing. Vietnam, please. He's only known one his whole life. <laughs> a and, a and can't can't be racist against Warford. He he has a Warford friend. Oh, that's so painful. <laughs> He's the token Warforge of your guys' group. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> now, all right, back to the action. Here we go. You guys have emerged now. You take a step kind of out of this intermediate tunnel and splash. Your feet are in water. You see off the top of, over the top of Cypress's shoulders as he, as he bends down and then he kind of stands back up. There is a massive hulking thing dragging a body behind it uh, that has been webbed up all right pew, pew, pew. Uh, and as you guys are taking your places I want everybody to roll initiative Frodo <laughs> that is a 19 for Morellan hey we're 19 twins. We're initiative twins. All right. So who had the dex, uh, the higher dexterity? More than likely, Kyle. <laughs> Almost certainly. I yeah. So Marilyn had the. So Marilyn and Kiki both rolled 19s. Correct. Mm-hmm. Did you roll a 19 yes. too? Oh, Ann rolled a 17. I just want to make sure. Uh, we have two 19s, an 18, had, and a 17. Milo had a 13. Bless. Bless up. <laughs> what did uh, what did Cypress roll? I had an 18. Oh. When okay. John, you rolled a 17 plus your dexterity of what? Wait, what? what? You, you said you rolled a 17 on the dice, but then what's your... No, Ayan said his initiative is 17. He already, oh, okay. Already, already, I thought you said you rolled a 17. No, no, I was like, if okay, I well. say it, it's... <laughs> What's your total? I was about to say, Andrew's like, what do I do with this? Uh, he said 17. That's all I'm going for. Okay. Do we got a all map right. for this tunnel? Ah, ask and you shall receive. Now, as you guys are here in this space, be aware that... Um, there is water all around you. There's running water all around you. You see 
the bodies of other adventurers who like you maybe remember seeing a casual glance of them when you are in the adventurers league signing up there are four bodies on the ground and a webbed uh we'll say with your basic perception skills and it's it's light enough in here because there are torches you do see a webbed vabril hanging on the wall (laughs) oh uh uh, Marilyn, you don't want to use your daggers. <laughs> uh, all right, and with that, combat has started. Marilyn, you are up with Kiki on deck. Um, you there have are two a... on the map. Is there one right beside us here? Yes. So there was okay. one. He's over here with these bodies. I don't have bodies, body tokens, because that's kind of ugh, that's kind of strange. All right, so there there is one over here on the far side. So as you guys are coming into the tunnel, there is one uh, about at your two o'clock. There is an cave opening that kind of seems like it goes down in one path at about your 11. At your nine o'clock, there is a webbed vibril on the wall, and there is a one of these hulking beasts uh, right beside him. Both of these look like they have been in a fight with four adventurers, there are gashes and cuts kind of on them. There's an arrow protruding out of one of them. They don't look very well off. And they are definitely not happy to see more of these things that have creeped into their lair. All right. And Marilyn, that's you, sir. Well, many hands make light work. I will throw a dagger at the closest one. Okay. That would be the one at your two o'clock. He's about yes, sir. twenty feet ahead of you. So that's right on my range. That would be a twenty-two to hit. That definitely hits. Roll your damage dice. Excellent. That's a whop of a four. Four on the dagger. Alright. Kiki, you're up with TJ on deck. And then Ian. Oh, did you have a bonus action? Go ahead. I was just trying to check how many I had. I think I only have two left. Um, Actually, I think I will give one to Milo. Milo, you have that range. Why don't you uh, maybe shift focus? And that's your inspiration. A little, a little, a little. The other one, you fool. All right, Kiki, that's you. There's one standing next to Vabril who's hanging down from the ceiling or wall, I'm guessing. Um, mm-hmm. Is Vabril in any immediate danger? There's a giant insect-like creature standing right next to him. Well, And he appears to be <laughs> unconscious. I was about to say, because if we get him down, then that's just going to kind of put him in peril. It's your call. Um, I think that... You have six seconds to act. Kiki is going to kind of take her shield and kind of hunker down between the insectoid and the rest of her party uh, since she's kind of the closest and she's going to cast Sacred Flame because I'm all out of spell slots, baby. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and roll that dexterity saving throw. Uh, Yes. Correct. All right, this thing is actually pretty nimble. It's kind of hulking, big size. It's about the size almost of Cypress, 
And despite that, it dodges out of the way of your sacred flame. It's got tiny little legs. All right, TJ, uh, did you have any bonus actions, Kiki? Uh, no, but I am curious. What did it roll? It rolled a 15 plus 3. Ah, okay. So 18. So it definitely All beat right. it. Mm-hmm. I like to imagine. Uh, Cypress will. Oh, sorry. Cypress will run up uh, closer to Fabril, and he's going to take that produce flame uh, that he had cast and uh, toss it at that bugger. Stay away from my friend! Uh, that's a 15 to hit. 15 hits. Uh, that's full eight points of damage. Ouch. Damage. So you all see as Kiki lights up the spell, the monstrous creature does one of those Dark Soul rolls and gets out of the way. Uh, Cypress dodges off to the left and he throws a gigantic, well, for uh, a baseball size fireball at this creature and lights it up and it squeals in pain. Uh, all right, Aen, you're up. Aen rotates to the the one that is further south in the cavern, uh, the closest to to him and the group, and he will look toward it. You see his eyes start to change color as he reaches one hand forward slightly, reaching to drive a spike of psychic energy into uh, the mind of the creature. And he will need the creature to make an intelligent saving throw. All right. And he needs to beat 14. He fails. So he's going to take 1d6 points of damage. He's going to take three points of psychic damage. Okay. Any other effects of this thing that you've done? Uh, minus one to its future saving throws. Thank you, DM. Okay. <laughs> All right. I figured you were doing Mind Sliver, but I was like, I just want to make sure. All right. You see that uh, the creature that you just attacked begins kind of bleeding, and there's this purple kind of ichor coming out of its... Are those ear holes? Gross. Yeah. And it, <laughs> uh, you see it runs... Uh, up the wall and is hanging from the ceiling and it skitters on the ceiling along the surface of the ceiling and it comes around everybody's head because there is a ceiling here that is about 15 feet off the ground and it kind of skitters over and it drops down right behind Aen, and it is going to make its attacks well that's a natural 20 my friend Mm. <laughs> on the first attack it has two attacks okay and 19 hits this guy was really angry yep okay so the first is that's 12 points of damage Aen's down Aen's down oh shoot we haven't had any rest <laughs> and uh, no no healing sight um yeah I'm all out of spell socks. (laughs) Aeon goes down, and this creature squeals with delight as it says, Oh, another meal has fallen into our lap. Uh, The second creature is going to uh, do the same thing. He's going to jump on the wall and kind of coming skittering across the ceiling, and he's going to drop down in front of Cypress and is going to take its multi-attack. 
Uh, I got a natural 20 and a 12. Okay, so the second attack, TJ, what you're talking about, the second attack, it's... He said he had two attacks on John. He did. However, once he saw that John was down, he... Okay, so instead of canceling the second attack, we'll say he, he did have some movement left. Uh, he's going to move over to Marilyn and attack. Marilyn, you can thank Cypress for this attack. <laughs> it's like when uh, the kid in class says, oh, didn't you forget to take up the homework? Didn't you have homework? <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Marilyn, does a 19 hit you? It does. All right, you take six points of damage. These are some beefy right spider down. creatures for level one. Like... <laughs> there's six of you hey, well, six, well five. five of you and they've already been weakened by another adventuring party so alright uh, going back to the one that's attacking Cypress it had a natural 20 uh, so that was 12 that points of damage and then does a 16 beat your armor class uh, I thought you said it was a 12 a 12 sorry 12 yeah Okay, so then that's... 12 does not. 12 does not. So just the natural 20 goes through. Okay. All right, so and I already rolled for that damage. All right. Milo, it is your turn. Uh, Milo was going to attack uh, one near Abriel, but one of them just downed his friend Aen, and he's going to go after that boy. Uh, he drops his torch. Would you uh, say you're inspired to do so? Uh, depending on if I need to end the roll, yes. I mean, uh, yeah. He's going to shoot the boy. He's going to nat one. Halfling, halfling. You... You have something there that might help you out with natural ones. Every time, I that's, I always forget that. All right, that's a uh, 19 to hit. 19 hits. And you're attacking Nine the one that's on Cyprus or the one that's on Maryland? On Maryland. That's the one that downed Aeon. Okay. All right, and how many points of damage? Uh, nine piercing damage. Nine piercing damage. Milo, you've spent some time underground and almost instinctually you know this where this creature's weak spot would probably be based on your time spent underground milo you shoot it right where its neck kind of com connects its head to its its body and you down this creature it's dead gone all right we are back up at the top of the order with marilyn and then kiki Right on. Um, so that thing, the one that's like tripping over me, I don't got to worry about it anymore. It's dead. It's it's yeah. lumbering body right. is now right at your feet. All right. Well, I'm going to sprint over to Cyprus and try and stick a dagger up under this thing's face. <laughs> All right. So give me a melee attack. Ooh, it's not good. It's an eight to hit. 
an eight misses. You shove your knife and it clinks off its chitin armor. All right, Kiki, that's you. You have Aen bleeding out on the floor. You have four adventurers that are kind of lying there in a heap and Vabril stuck on a wall. Awesome. Okay, so as a grave cleric, one cool thing that I can do is spare the dying as a bonus action. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm going to use that on Aen. Uh, kind of as I run past him and to Cypress's side. Um, where I am going to... Yeah, I cast Spare the Dying on Aen, sorry. <laughs> um, no, I was letting him know because he's away from Mike right now. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, I was like, I thought that I said that. <laughs> no, you did. Um, so then I am going to cast Sacred Flame on the big beefy bad boy. All right, so let me roll a dexterity save for that. He gets a three. Plus <laughs> his mods does not help him. All right. Fantastic. Roll your damage dice. Okay, so I get one d8. I didn't think that I would get this far. There we go. Okay. A two. It takes two points two. of damage. Two points of rage. It's not damage. happy. I'm not happy either. Well, not that it makes a difference this time, but he's not happy about it. <laughs> cool um all right cypress uh that is you because kiki's done her movement action bonus action unless you had anything else okay no all right uh this guy's right up on me so instead of produce flame i'm going to um little part of my hand starts glowing and a vine shoots out and i'm gonna use my vine whip uh cantrip on him that's uh 18 to hit Definitely hits. Uh, but two points of damage. Two points of damage. Strangely enough, though, two was all it took. These things were already badly bloodied at the start of this because they had just finished fighting this other group. Uh, go ahead and describe for me how you thorn whip this thing to death. Uh, I say because it's so close. When it shoots out of my hand, it just goes like through him instead of like wrapping around like oh uh and then i i recall it back and it withers away and then i immediately uh go up to rebel okay all right now this is where the fun begins normally whenever your health points drop to zero you have to make a series of death saving throws however we cut away right before vibril had to do that so josh I want you to roll me some d20s, brother. All right. Eight. It's one fail. What do I need? You need to beat a a 10 or higher. So 10 through 20 is excellent. And you have to get three successes. So three in a row? It doesn't have to be three in a row. But you will roll until you either get three successes or three failures. Oh, gotcha. In a row. Okay. I thought that... <laughs> 15. <laughs> I thought it was right. for... Is it for each round of combat? 13. We are, okay, we're doing this seconds. to figure out if he's still alive or not. So this because is Cypress like... just ran up to him. Yeah, this was going on before... Mm-hmm. We got there. 
So the second one was a 13, or the third one was a 13. Okay, so we have one failure and two two successes. Yep. To put a little bit of pressure on, (laughs) if you get a natural one, it counts as two failures. No freaking way. If you get a natural 20, you will pop back up (laughs) with one health point. Oh, my heartbeat is pumping. I'm shaking. All right. <laughs> no freaking way. What'd you get? Nat, nat one. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! Yep. Was there not? Did I not have time to do uh, spare the dying? This happened a while back. This happened a while ago. <laughs> you quickly run over to where Aen is lying there, Cyprus. You don't detect a pulse. Uh, uh, yeah, Cyprus, you don't there. detect a pulse on Fabril. Yes. Fabril is hanging there in the web. Aen has been stabilized. Right. Um, would I know if there is a cleric in the town that we could take him to? Um, is you do know do that Marilyn's father runs a clinic here. Yes. Okay. Uh, I will see Ver- I see Verbrill there uh, motionless, and I'll yell at Marilyn. Marilyn, go tell your dad. We got to bring him. So I will I will pull him off the wall and begin trucking towards uh, Marilyn's dad house. Go ahead and warn him. Yeah, we got to get him up the well. So I may have take a minute, but we can just do that, I guess. Sure. But yeah, that's I'm all yeah. on board with that. Can Kiki check out the uh, four other adventures to see if I can do Spare the Dying on them? Or if oh, they're fun. Stabilized. I'm going to roll some death saving throws real quick. You see that three of them are still kind of slightly breathing. And another one has stopped breathing. Uh, she's going to run over and kind of do what she can, whether that be like a medicine check, whether that be, I don't think Spare the Dying would do them any good now that they've done their death saves. Um, but she's going to do what she can. Yeah. Okay. There is the half-elf still alive. The tabaxi, still alive. The female elf, still alive. The halfling is dead. However, Fabril is also dead. So, knowing you heard Cypress saying that he was going to take Fabril over to uh, Marilyn's father's house, the the Temple of Light. Are you just going to leave this guy here, or what? Um... Yeah, she's going to talk. <laughs> uh, she's gonna try and drag the uh, deceased one. Um, at least now that she knows that the others are breathing and stable, um, she'll try and take him up to see if we can find a miracle worker. Do I need sure. to do a strength check? No, with with Cypress's uh, combined strength. What's your Strength number. Uh, I'm not helping. No, I'm you're, not helping you're, bring up he's the other helping Aen. Sorry. Vibril. He's helping Vabril. 
Is anybody... Aeon's just lying there in the water, unconscious. But, I mean, I can do a strength check first to see. Because adrenaline and, like, I got sure. pretty strong. Yeah. You're pretty strong. Give it a row. What's the number? Just tell me the number. Um, I rolled a three. It takes you a long time. Yeah. Uh, the, the side of I the well four. is wet. The side of the well is wet, and it takes you a while to get this person up here. Uh, Cypress, we're going to go ahead and cut to you carrying Vabril. Uh, and I'm assuming Marilyn went with you? I'm trying to fly off ahead. I'm trying to get there first. I'm okay. trying to like run towards home. I'm trying to message shoulder. Dad. Okay, uh, so you as soon as you get close, you message your dad. What's the range of yeah, message? I'm, yeah, that's why. I, I, as I'm running, I'm like trying to fire it off until I get closer. It's 120 feet. 120. Okay, so it's not terribly far. Sure. Yeah. So Cypress, you and Marilyn rush off to the Temple of Light. Yeah. The t- and I don't know if you wanted me to do it for getting out of the well, but I rolled uh, athletics. Sure. Uh, check. I gave myself disadvantage because I'm carrying it up, but it still ended up being uh, 17. Okay. So quickly, you are able to do it. It was more of like a, you're not going to just fall into the well and drown. It was like, a, how long is it going to take? Uh, sure. Yeah. You guys kind of, uh, Cy- Cypress is, is hustling with Vabril over his shoulder. Marilyn opens the door, holds it up over, come on, come on, come on. Um, you guys rush in and... What do you do? I mean, I bring him. I try to find Marilyn's dad. I'm sure. What do you say? Help. Aloysius Ward has currently been treating burn victims and people suffering from smoke. Sees Vabril in your arms. He says, um, all right. Uh, there's a bed right over here. Uh, so you go lay him down on the bed. He says, how long has he been like this? Tell me, how long has he been we like fa- this? We found him maybe five minutes ago. I don't know. We haven't seen him in maybe an hour, um, maybe longer. It's been it's been a chaotic night. We fought cave monster spiders. I don't, he was in some form of web. That's all I have. Son. Within the hour, you say? It's it's so hard to tell how long ago we saw him. He looks up at you with a very sad look in his eyes. And he says, sorry, son. There's nothing I can do. And that's where we're going to end tonight's episode. Dude. <laughs>